Today we are going to be looking at the First Great Awakening. Through Whitfield's preaching, God was uniting the 13 colonies. The early colonies were not like today's states, where all the 50 states are part of one united country, and you can freely cross the borders. They all have the same federal government covering them. We all have the same currency. We all have the same military. Back then, each of the 13 colonies had their own government. They had their own currency. They had their own militia. So they were more like separate nations. If you're living up in Massachusetts and the only way to travel is by foot or horseback, you're not going to go a thousand miles down to South Carolina. Very rarely did people even go beyond a hundred miles outside of their own hometown because they just really didn't have the means to do it. So people in Massachusetts didn't really care what was going on in Virginia or North and South Carolina or Georgia. It was just too far away. And the same thing with North and South Carolina and Georgia. They didn't care what was happening in New England. It was too far away. They just lived their own colonies separately. They thought of themselves, if you lived in North Carolina, you were a North Carolinian. You were not an American colonist. You were a North Carolinian. If you were in New Jersey, you thought of yourself as being from New Jersey, not America. You have to understand that. This is not a united front yet, but the Great Awakening is bringing in that unity. Some of the colonies were even having conflicts with other colonies. For example, Pennsylvania and Maryland had a conflict called Crecep's War between 1730 and 1738. Their borders were, they didn't like each other, and they actually had a conflict with each other, an armed conflict with each other. The colonies also disputed over religion. The Presbyterians are a little bit more here, there, and everywhere, but for the most part, the rest of the groups tend to be in one little area. You have the Congregationalists pretty much only in Massachusetts and Connecticut. You have the Anglicans more or less from the southern Pennsylvania down. You have the Quakers also just stuck in this area around Philadelphia in Pennsylvania. The religious groups are also quite segregated in terms of where they live, and they, they're not coming into that much contact with each other. About the biggest spread of beliefs you have is in that Pennsylvania, New Jersey area. But for the most part, you have big swaths of the country where it's only one religion and that's it. So they don't really have much contact with the other religion, if you're talking about Jews, but the other denominations of Christians. They're just not having that contact and they don't really like each other very much. An example of this is that if you are in an Anglican area, the Anglicans would actually fine and imprison other Christians who dared to preach in their colonies without prior approval from the government. So there's a lot of this conflict going on, not just regionally, but also denominationally. Whitfield addressed this with his father Abraham's sermon. He's trying to provide an answer to this hostility, and he preached it all over the colonies because it was a problem all over the colonies. This theme involved unity, that despite the denominational rifts and the doctrinal differences, 
they were all Christians, except, of course, for the Jews. Other than that, they were all Christians. Yes, there are different denominations, but at the end of the day, they are all Christians, and they needed to start acting like it. Founding Father John Adams recounted in a letter to other Founding Father, Thomas Jefferson, about witnessing one of the times that Whitfield gave his Father Abraham talk. We have Whitfield pretending he's talking to Father Abraham at the pearly gates of heaven. He says, Father Abraham, whom have you in there with you? Have you any Catholics? No. Hmm. Have you any Protestants? No. Well, have you any churchmen or Anglicans? No. Have you any dissenters or Congregationalists? No. How about Quakers? Any Quakers? No. Anabaptists? No. Well, who do you have there? Are you alone? No. There are Christians here. He who fears God and works righteousness shall be accepted of God. Acts 10.35 Whitfield's just trying to point out, God accepts you if you accept him as your Lord and Savior. Denomination does not matter. All that matters is that you have become a Christian and have a personal relationship with God. You need to build up those relationships with other Christians. Wherever Whitfield went, he's preaching that same gospel. And the same Holy Spirit is quickening the message of God in people's hearts. And everywhere, they're accepting the same Christ in the same way. Charleston, South Carolina, Baltimore, Maryland, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and Stockbridge, Massachusetts, all over the colonies. People are making this wonderful discovery that Jesus died for their sins so they don't have to be under the bondage of sin any longer. This message of hope and freedom is so much more important than anything else in their lives that the geographical and denominational barriers are now inconsequential. In addition to that, through the development of the body of Christ, the people as a whole are beginning to discover a basic truth which is so important and it's a major foundation stone of America of God's new nation that's coming it's coming this truth is that in the eyes of their creator everyone has equal value everyone has equal value it doesn't matter if you're rich or if you're poor or if you're black or if you're white or if you're brown or if you're purple Whatever, all of these things that could be divisions, it doesn't matter. There's nobody better than anybody else. There's nobody worse than anybody else. We are all equal in the eyes of God. We reflect that so important truth in the Declaration of Independence, which says, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men, and by that they mean everyone, not just men, are created equal. Another important thing that comes out of this, with the nearly universal and simultaneous experience of the Great Awakening, we also have the colonists starting to become aware of themselves as a nation, as a body of believers who have a national identity. 
the 13 colonies, which were 13 very separate colonies up and down the East Coast, are now 13 colonies in one unit, becoming one nation. So they refer to themselves as the colonies, yes, but they are thinking of themselves as a unit now, not as separate entities. They're seeing themselves as an almost nation that has been chosen by God for a specific purpose. We're back to the city on a hill. God wants the 13 colonies. God wants the United States to be a city on a hill, to shine God's light into a dark world, to be a model for others to follow, to shine that light and point it to God for people to come to know God. God's bringing them together into covenanted groups as well. Stop with the independence and individualism. We need to be covenanted to God and to each other to advance his kingdom. Our final takeaway, we finally made it to the final takeaway. The Great Awakening led to hundreds of thousands of people coming to know Christ as their Lord and Savior. Individual lives changed, which resulted in the villages, towns, and cities they lived in also being changed. Ultimately, it led to the colonies as a whole being changed. The political and spiritual legacies of the Great Awakening were the ideas of equality before God and of being one nation under God. The covenant way of life is a hunger so deeply ingrained in the American national psyche that it's never going to die. It's been there from the start. It's going to be there at the end. And although it can lie dormant for years, God will reawaken that desire. He did so in the mid-1700s, and he can do it again. Thank you for listening to this edition of America's Godly Heritage. I hope you have a great day. Bye! Help us spread our message. If you would like to learn more about America's Godly Heritage, or to support us with prayers or finances, you can find us on YouTube, Vimeo, Patreon, Give, Send, Go, most podcast sites such as Buzzsprout and Spotify, and on social media X, Truth, Instagram, and Facebook. You can view the resources used to make this podcast on YouTube, Vimeo, and Patreon. We really appreciate your support. Thanks again.